which is how I know it's true. Uh, welcome to another episode uh, of Twitching Up Streams. Sorry, I had a weird, like, uh, burpee <laughs> thing in my chest. And it's just weird. Like, what do you do with those? Do you swallow those or, or just try just to get it up real fast? Own it. Just let it go. Just, just let it go. Just yeah. Uh, all right. So if you uh, if you know what this show is, then welcome to another episode. Uh, this will technically be episode 43 of Twitching Upstream. Uh, if you don't know what this show is, uh, this is an offshoot of one of our shows called Talking Upstream. And what we do in that show is we find movie directors, movie writers, podcast creators, uh, book collaborators, any real creation, and we chat with them about their process, why they do what they do, how they do what they do, and then we pitch an original idea to them, and then together with their help, usually, uh, we we create something weird um, and... Yeah, that's cool. So we have like 42 episodes of that. We actually started recording other episodes. So um, one of my new favorites we just recorded recently. Uh, but yeah, so season two of that should be coming out soon. But we do have 42 of those you could check out over our YouTube channel. Um, and what we decided to do was instead of just creating over and over and over again uh, with people that don't really think about us ever again, uh, we would have another show where we kind of showed people how we create stuff and and our process um, in making weird Shows like Silicon Angels or uh, Create Your Own Pod Venture or yeah, whatever it is that we feel like doing. Uh, so we decided to have this show. We put it on Twitch. We put it on Facebook Live so that uh, people can engage with us and ask us questions and also help make uh, our project even cooler. Because we have amazing brains. We create amazing things. But you have a better brain. You have a cooler brain. Yeah. So with your help, the stuff's cooler. So. Uh, if you watched uh, two episodes ago, we wrapped up an episode uh, where we finished up a project we called Deadbeat, uh, which was very, very cool. Set in the 80s, kind of a, a buddy cop with a guy and his demon uh, possessor. Yeah. Uh, kind <laughs> just of thing, a boy and his demon. Just a boy and his demon. Yeah, classic tale. Uh, you, you think there's going to be like a Lassie scene in there? Uh, yeah, me, me and my kid were talking about uh, uh, the Lassie scene uh, where it's like, go away, Lassie. I hate yeah. you. You know, that, that classic start- breakup. You got to throw rocks, but if you're possessed, you just got to throw rocks straight up and just like straight up and hope they are per- <laughs> it's yeah. like just hit yourself right in the face. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so go check out those. It took us like five, four episodes. This was, we went that. in depth. We went we went really in we depth on in that depth. one. We went in depth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and we're gonna, and we're going to do that with the next project. We're going to get to that later. Um, I'm going to let Dylan talk about that in a couple minutes. I do have some uh, some nerd news that I inadvertently called some news bodies earlier, and I don't think I liked it. Uh, but I'm going to stick with it <laughs> uh, right now. I made a banner. Uh, oh, did you? All right, I'm in. <laughs> I so, liked it. Uh, for the next segment of some news bodies, uh, uh, top, top five things I want to talk about real quick with uh, with Dylan, <laughs> if that's okay. Um, <laughs> top five. Uh, all right. So the first thing, obviously, with the MCU, um, 
and and please if you're in the chat if you're watching this let me know what you think uh because dylan does not care and i need someone to talk about uh so mcu now i, I am really upset and worried about how they're going to bring the x-men into the mcu um you know with the hype of ryan reynolds's deadpool which lets me think they're probably not going to recast deadpool right because right nobody no, else I'd... can do it no. which means that some of the x-men either have to cross over or deadpool has to get pulled universally out of something yep. into something else how popular hugh jackman was would lead me to think especially with how fan service is going and modern comic book stuff how do you think they're going to bring in the X-Men while keeping fan service, but also creating some? I mean, Hugh Jackman's what, like, he's 50-something years old? Like, he doesn't want to be X-Men anymore. I was anymore. just looking this up. Uh, yeah. He is, oh, he's born two days after me in some years. He's 53 years old. Okay. So, <laughs> I, if, I mean, now, granted, he looks great, and he's oh, physically yeah. a, a specimen, but mm -hmm. Logan was such a great send-off for that character, as well as Professor X's character. Would it be destroying that movie's integrity to bring that character back, or do you think that they should recast with all new people and, and just start it over? I think what they're going to do is, uh, oh, spoilers uh, for No Way Home. I think they're going to do what they did with Venom. Uh, and have Deadpool either get pulled through the universes, or if they really want to do like we, if they really want to show we know what we're doing, like we know we know you know we're doing this, just have Deadpool show up and be and have him be like, "Hey everybody, I got snapped or blipped or whatever you call it, or I got left behind or I got pulled over. I don't know. I'm here now. Get over it." And that's the only yeah. thing Deadpool gets to say. Gets that's the only acknowledgement Deadpool needs. Because Deadpool now, has meta powers, meta narrative awareness, and whatever, which means the fans love it. You can probably you can probably cheese it a little bit where Deadpool is just like, hey, wow, it's not very often you get to hop franchises. I guess I did a pretty good job, huh? Or something like that. You know, have him yeah. have him be smug about being the same actor in both universes. Yeah. Now, how, how do you know a lot about the X-Men universe or uh... <laughs> Eh, I I, yeah. I really really liked House of M. <laughs> okay, that's the only one I really paid attention to. Yeah, that's um, a great one. yeah, and uh, otherwise not not such a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just curious, like if if they had to recast the X Men with uh with current, you know, uh, stars, who do you think would make the best Wolverine? Because I, I think that that's probably the only character that you would have a hard time recasting with our fans being upset about it. Um. I think you do a different take. I, I think there are two options. You do a different take on Wolverine where he's mean and nobody's favorite and he doesn't have a love thing with anyone. He's a jerk like he can be in the comics. You do mean yeah. Wolverine, not main character, not protagonist Wolverine. Um, and I think you cast my dream casting is Jared Kiso from Letterkenny. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's that, that's true. Yeah, he fights a lot. Before. He's yep. Canadian. He's a minor star with a little bit of a following who would really, really like to see him get a movie role. Yeah. And I think I, he'd I be great as Wolverine. I, I push for that. Yeah. Or I think you just have this version of Wolverine have been defeated already, or you do the Magneto thing with Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch where Daphne Keene is his daughter, mm -hmm. different version, similar character. Yeah, that'd be very. I, very I think cool. those are the only two ways you can do it without having the like 
we know it's Wolverine, but a different. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think the idea of uh, throwing Daphne Keen in there because that that would link it without it. You know, that, that's a really good touch. Yeah. Uh, now we do have uh, a, a friend of the show, uh, Michael Colby, is going to hop out for the rest of the news segment, and uh, uh, I might as well bring him up now, right? Like, yeah, might as well. Yeah, go for it, Mr. Colby. How are you, sir? Oh, hey, I'm super duper. How are you? Hey, did you are, were you ready to come on or not yet? Um, yeah, I was just. I was just right. downloading a, a game totally legally. Cool. No big oh, deal. Cool. All right. Well, we'll we'll get back in touch with Michael Colby on how uh, the downloading process of his game is going. Uh, <laughs> next bit of nerd news I want to talk about, and, and this is something I know that Dylan is actually interested in. So uh, it took me a second to find something. But the Lord of the Rings show is announced, uh, multi-million budgeted uh, Lord of the Rings, and it recently got its uh, name was announced called The Rings mm-hmm. of Power. Um, now, if it's okay with you guys, I'm going to give you a brief uh, rundown of what these rings are. And I'm curious what Dylan thinks this show's going to be about. Um, now, as we know, these rings are uh, destructive, corruptive, and irresistible to the minds of most mortals, right? Um, now, disguising himself so the elves would not recognize him for who he truly was, Sauron persuades the elven smiths led by Celebrimbor. Uh, to for- huh? Celebrimbor. It's always a hard Cel- C. Calibrimbor. Ah, oh, man, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, to forge these rings under his guidance. While 16 of the 19 rings forged were given to the dwarves and men, uh, seven to the dwarves and nine to the men, three of the rings were forged for the elves without Sauron's touch. These three rings were kept by the elves, hidden by Sauron, and were created uh, not for war, but for healing and protection. Now, nine of these rings were given to the race of men, like I said earlier. The men who received these rings became effectively immortal. Through the endless lives, eventually became unbearable. Um, the rings called caused them to have visions of Sauron. Eventually, they fell before him. And these men became uh, the ring wraith that we've seen in the Lord of the Rings movies. These were the original men that got these power rings that this could not handle it. Um, and they possessed incredible power, but were completely under his control. Now, seven of the lesser rings were given to the dwarves, uh, though the dwarves, who were more resilient and hardy than men, uh, did not submit to Sauron. However, the rings did cause great avarice uh, and eventually the fall of the dwarves. And um, leading to their collection of the vast wells, because as one fall, their dwarves would take it, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the last, the last three of the rings, like I said earlier, were once created and possessed by the elves called uh, Narya, Nenya, and Vilya. And each was associated with the element and possessed unique powers. And they were invisible for all, save who also, you know, if you wore a ring, you could see them. If you didn't wear a ring, you couldn't see them. Now, Narya was associated with fire and had the ability to unite and inspire people, invoking hope and face of despair. It was given to Sirdan, uh, uh, K- right? I guess mm-hmm. hard to see constantly, uh, Lord of the Havens and Mithlond before he eventually gave, gave it to Gandalf. Now, there's obviously the cool myth about where all those rings went. Um, Now, while the previous 19 rings were crafted with the help of the elves, the final ring, the one ring to rule them all, was crafted by Sauron alone with the ability to dominate the one ring. Uh, I'm sorry, the other rings. The one ring was made with some of Sauron's own power in order to make it more powerful. Sauron's goal was to use the one ring to influence and control the minds of those who wielded the lesser rings. Uh, It also possessed the same power as the other rings, but to a greater degree. Now, by giving the lesser rings to various leaders among their races, Sauron hoped to dominate their minds and wills, essentially taking over the rest of Middle-earth without war. It would have been an easy victory, however, if it it did not work as perfectly as Sauron had intended. Uh, During the War of the Last Alliance, uh, Ilzador, as we saw, uh, son of Elendil. Elendil. 
Alendil. Um, now, he cut off Sauron's finger and acquired the ring. Unable to resist the power, he kept the ring until his death while was on a journey to bring the One Ring to Elrond. Ilsidor and his party were attacked by orcs. Uh, they were attracted by the Ring of Power. Unable to let it go, Ilsidor witnessed the death of his own son before finally fleeing and falling into a river. And the ring was lost and Ilsidor was killed by orc arrows. Uh, the One Ring eventually found by two hobbit cousins, Deagle and Smeagol, uh, the latter which was killed... Uh, who killed the other and took the ring, which slowly corrupted him, now known as Gollum. He was sustained by the ring for 500 years until it was taken from him by Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo kept the ring, carrying with him uh, for the rest of his journey with Thorn and the plenty of the dwarves and their journey to reclaim Arambor. Um, so, and then obviously the movies happened. Now, Dylan, yes. you know Lord of the Rings. <laughs> sure. And I just summed up quickly. A lot of books, mm -hmm. not very eloquently, but quickly. What is this show going to be about? Are we going to see Sauron? Sauron wasn't really around. He wasn't uh, there. No. Probably. I don't yeah, think they I can mean, help themselves. Sauron um, was a, a human, or not a human, but a, a being yeah, in a, a the being, early. An entity. Yeah. 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 Uh, and between the period where he had the ring cut off and when he got it and he, you know, he started gathering power when he was the necromancer in Mirkwood, like he was kind of around. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm cautiously into this. Um, I'm into it from a nerd point of view. Right. Uh, but it's so much lore second age is kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. And there's so much lore to Lord of the Rings. Like can, can this hold a, a mild audience? Yeah. I think there's a big enough fan base, but they need to do they need to do right by it. Like they, but, if this is bad, then the audience is going to absolutely abandon the show, and Amazon will have wasted millions of dollars. Now, once again, this is going to be something that requires fan service, which means you have to put in a Hobbit, you have to lead into mm -hmm. the other movies, or else people are, you know, going to be upset. Like I don't understand this. So, uh, is there any way that a, a story <laughs> about Sauron? Uh, young jeweler uh, of the Shire uh, can can be good. I mean, it's about the rings of power. So yeah. Yep. Uh, wait, it's about a jeweler. Well, Sauron makes rings. He's a jeweler. Oh, 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 Sauron. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, all the fun stuff happens in the first age. <laughs> yeah. And then all the movie stuff happens in the third age. Mm-hmm. And there's not a whole, like the second age is just a lot of like kingdoms rise, kingdoms fall. Uh, yeah. Sauron kind of uh, yeah, hangs out. Yeah. I I well, don't I don't know I guess, what they're gonna put in here. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Well, we'll tune in. Uh, I'll definitely watch it. Whatever. Yeah. It is. Oh yeah, uh, I'll watch right. it. Now, Michael, here's something that I wanted to talk to you about specifically. Yeah. Uh, because I know your love of movies and, and messing movies up. Um. It. I was reminded recently um, that Zack Snyder completely changed one actor, a one character in a final, like a movie was done and he took a whole character out of it and put a new character in. He replaced uh, an actor with Tig Notaro, who is, in your opinion, your favorite comedian, right? Storyteller. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, and, and that has stuck with me for a while. The fact that you could just take out a whole person in a movie <laughs> and really not, tell you know you can't really tell and so i did a little bit of research and it turned out that you know it's happened a couple times uh most notably i think they took out kevin spacey out of a movie and replaced him with chris Plummer completely now good if move. you think 
<laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a pretty good move. Now, if you think about uh, uh, the cancellations of celebrities uh, or, or just uh, scumbags, whatever, yeah, they're just humans with money. Um, and you think about that. Is there a movie that you uh, would like to take out a character and replace it with somebody else because they are now canceled? Because the problem I have is Usual Suspects is such a good movie. But I hate looking at Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. And I would love it if somebody took that movie and replaced Kevin Spacey, kept the character exactly the same. I'm cool with it. I love the twist. I love everything about it. I just mm-hmm. hate seeing Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to see if you guys would be cool with running a little test and seeing if Kevin Spacey movies uh, and who you would recast their character as now. Oh, we're just going Kevin Spacey. Okay. Well, I, I, I didn't want to put you on the spot by choosing a different. No, know, no, no. Cancer. I actually have one. Oh, okay. Then yeah, hit me with it. Yeah. Um, do you ever see Half Baked? Obviously. Yeah, I mean, you've course. seen Half Baked. I can't stand Jim Brewer. Um, and he's also like, even before he was a huge piece of shit, like yeah. anti vax, like hard right asshole. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't stand him before that. And other than him, I love Half Baked. Yeah. And I wish that, that they would have cast anybody else in yeah. that role in so that say, jim brewer say, role say it gets redone today yeah what actor would you like to see get put back into half-baked as jim brewer's role oh well i mean i, I don't want to see them redo the movie because i think no, the no, movie's no. fine as keep, it is. keep the movie exactly the same it's just uh-huh. you superimpose a different person who rereads those lines tig notaro <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Bring Nataro in to replace everybody who needs. Yeah, to I'll put so, Nataro in to replace anybody. Was, I think was, she's a good actor, and yeah, I think yeah. she's like it, she doesn't have the best jokes, but she's the one that I could sit there and listen to talk for the longest. Um, yeah. So yeah, but yeah, the, but the also original... she's like sort of so dry. So to give her those Jim Brewer lines, I think would be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. The Plus, original get some. Bit... Get some woman representation into that movie. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. Because the original bit I had was if you had to replace uh, a canceled actor with Tig Notaro. Um, <laughs> but I, I, did, I didn't want to put anyone on the spot and not think of like a, a whatever. So I, I kind of switched over to Kevin Spacey just because most of Kevin Spacey's movies are, are pretty well known. So um, if you had to replace a Kevin, a Kevin Spacey role with Tig Notaro, Dylan, who would you who would you choose? American Beauty, ugh, ugh. <laughs> replaced with Tig Notaro. I don't know. Just, I, 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 it's just a funny. That's just a funny. No, I, I mean, I, it, that would make it a better movie because then it, it would it make would. like Tig Notaro and whoever Kevin Spacey's wife is in that movie. That would make their <laughs> yeah. whole thing different. That would yeah. make she gets a, the she gets a job at the drive-through and catches her wife cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, I definitely don't want to see Tig Notaro like hitting on a seventeen-year-old boy. Yeah, for weed. It, well, that's, whole... a, that's an issue with the movie, not not yeah. the well, casting. No, the movie's yeah. That whole that's movie, true. I I really liked that movie the first time I saw it, but I rewatch it and I'm like, bef- and this was even before the Kevin Spacey stuff. I was like, this movie is a pretentious piece of shit. Yeah, you don't think uh, a no, who... plastic bag floating on the wind is? Oh. Uh, so who would you recast uh, in Usual Suspects as, you know, Verbal Kemp? Remember, the movie stays exactly the same. You put this person in from today, taking over all of Kevin Spacey's lines. 
David Arquette. <laughs> Kevin James. You would not see that coming. <laughs> Kevin James. Oh, God. That would be, uh, okay. be dramatic. Why not? Yeah. All right. How about uh, uh, for Lex Luthor in Superman Returns? I actually liked him as Lex Luthor, which is a real shame. Um, yeah. Tignataro? I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, have her shave her head in the white yeah. suit. Idris, Idris Elba. Oh, oh Idris Elba that. would be a good Lex Luthor, I think. That is true. Lex Luthor's a white guy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not in a not in a cartoon, but yeah. Uh, I also, I, I mean, that's going to be now that I think of it, that's going to be my answer for all of these. Just replace Kevin Spacey with Idris Elba for everything. No, even seven. E- oh man, yeah. Idris Elba yeah. in seven? That'd be did cool, I, right? Did he stutter? <laughs> okay, all right. Well, let's just move on since we've answered all of them. Idris Elba. All right, next bit of nerd news I want to talk to you guys about. Uh, Mouse, um, the uh, the amazing book, uh, recently got banned um, mm-hmm. from, from some schools. A Tennessee school district uh, controversial ban on the Holocaust graphic novel Mouse appeared to have spurred efforts um, to get copies in the hands of more readers. Now, how, do you guys know... This book. Do you know the story of Mouse? Oh yes, yeah. yes now, I do. Quickly, what do you? How do you feel about this being banned? It's absurd. No, do you know why it was banned? Because I can the, imagine <laughs> the the reason that they yeah. gave that the school board gave is because there's one panel where it shows a mouse character nude with like mm-hmm. human anatomy, sort of. Yeah. And, and I think that's that, the reason that they gave to say, oh, we can't let our kids see this. But like, it's not like in a sexual way. It's, you know, they're about to kill this character. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a whole thing. It's ridiculous. The only reason that they would have done it would be to um, get the kids to not learn about the Holocaust. It's, yeah. you know, I don't I don't want to. I don't want to say it's in a southern state, so of course they're going to do that. But it's in a southern state, so like that's the sort of thing that they're trying to not have kids learn about is yeah. the yeah. fucked up stuff that America's done in the past. Or not? I mean, obviously America was not involved with the Holocaust; we stopped it. But like, it, we're sort of going in that Nazi direction. Yeah. Um, now, even Spiegelman, uh, he told CNBC, um, he said that the school board could have checked with their book banning predecessors, uh, and he obviously meant the Russian president, Vladimir Putin. Uh, he said he made the Russian edition of Mouse illegal in 2015, also with good intentions because he wanted to ban all forms of the swastika. Um, but the smaller publisher sold out immediately and had to reprint, uh, causing his book selling to like skyrocket. So he's actually selling a lot more books now because people are like, oh, it's mm-hmm. banned. Uh, I need to see what this is about. Um, but is do you think that you can get rid of a story because of iconography that is in the story? No. Right? That's that's just that is terrible. Especially especially not when it's used in a historical context like this, and especially yeah. when the point of view of the narrative is not to endorse that iconography. Like yeah. this is I mean, this is another move. Like anytime people recommend they uh anytime people recommend banning books, it it's either malicious or just because they have a lack of nuance in their argument and they're just like it has a swastika. Yeah. 
I don't understand um, context. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I love I love Malice. I think that it was one of the things that really taught me the most about the Holocaust. You're learning about the Holocaust uh, from, from an outsider point of view is, is is good to have all the knowledge, to have the information, to know uh, from a bystander point of view. Um, but reading that book and understanding what Spiegelman was trying to do, uh, being so close to it, and uh, that book has so much emotion and power, and it really... Uh, informs people about the Holocaust a different way. So uh, if you haven't read this book, Mouse, please find a copy of this thing and go get it. Uh, it is gorgeous. And if you want to borrow mine, um, let me know and uh, I'll let you uh, borrow it. Um, but please uh, check that out. Uh, it's not fair that they're, that they're banning books, especially historical relevant books like this. Um, but before it's gone, get your mouse. Um, all right. Now, in kind of the same news, um, and this is the last thing I'm going to talk about before we get into the creation part. Now, uh, Ezra Miller uh, recently, like I think on Thursday, um, he posted a very weird message on social media. I'm not really sure if you guys saw this. Um, now, he is cast as The Flash, and he has a movie coming out fairly soon. But he's also wearing the Flash ring in this, in, in this uh, video that he put on. And he says, <laughs> it just starts with saying, look, if y'all want to die, I suggest just <laughs> killing yourselves with your own guns, okay? Otherwise, keep doing exactly what you're doing right now. And you know what I'm talking about. And then... You know, we'll do it for you if that's really what you want. Talk to you soon, okay? Bye. <laughs> uh, now he he uh, it was a video of him saying that to the camera, and along with the video, he also wrote, uh, "Please disseminate, uh, gross, this video to all those that may concern. This is not a joke, and even though I don't recognize myself to be a clown, please trust me and take this seriously. Let's save some lives." Um, obviously, Warner Bros. has to be pretty upset with this. Uh, but obviously, I, I support him. Uh, <laughs> I support anybody who's anti-KKK. Uh, I don't know exactly what spawned this, but do you guys have any thoughts on this whatsoever? Bold? <laughs> yeah. That's from a, a professional perspective? It's a weird yeah. way to go about it. Uh, I don't disagree with the message, per se, although... You know, there's got to be better ways than just getting someone off of the face of the earth. Maybe educate them instead. Maybe, maybe tell people to educate themselves before they kill themselves. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of the message. Like, uh, uh, kill yourself, or or we'll do it. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't like that. Uh, yeah, I'm a fan of education and communication, obviously. But it was just such a weird thing to see, and I'm curious, like something seemed to have started that you, you don't just blast that anti i mean you should but you don't just kind of hop on social media with a very direct uh anti-kkk message unless something started that um so yeah do you think we're going to hear any more about this yes <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i yeah i i think it, yeah. something's gonna come of this yeah i don't right. think i i mean dc has proven that they're willing to shoot themselves in the foot but I don't think they're going to do anything about... I don't think they're going to actively do anything against Flashpoint. I think that's too big. But yeah. I think Ezra... I think Ezra... I wouldn't be surprised if this was self-sabotage against his DC career taking over. Now, if this were if this were a Disney character, would Disney had got rid of him? Like a character or an actor? Well, if, I mean, if Ezra Miller were a, were playing oh. a Disney character, like if, if the Flash were a Disney character, let's say he's I playing like a Star-Lord. <laughs> I didn't know if you meant like Mike Wazowski going on Instagram and being like, hey, <laughs> no, KKK. He's got his line. 
He's driving with like his ring on. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. No, no, no. If Ezra Miller, the actor, were in a DC or in a Disney universe, like if, if Disney were in charge of his contract, would they have fired him over lashing out at the KKK because this is weird um, uh, publicity? I think they'd do something. I don't think they'd fire him, but I think they'd probably do like, can you censure actors? I don't know. I mean, I think Disney would, but I get rid of him as an actor and replace. I mean, there's there's 50 flashes anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, why not just yeah. put a different flash in there? Like, give me a Jay what? Garrick, uh, like, give me a Jay Garrick flash. That's who I want to see. Yeah. So, yeah. So he, sh- he should be fired because he's anti KKK. Also, because. And you want to see Jay Garrick instead? Yeah, I want to see an old man. I, I don't think no, not because he's not because he's anti KKK. Again, <laughs> I am I am a hundred percent for that. But but telling people to kill themselves is just a weird way to get any message across. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, bit, it, 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 it's weird. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the news I want to talk to you guys about. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> contributing. Uh, I appreciate uh, your uh, vague silences. Uh, <laughs> well, you were talking no. about Lord of the Rings for a long time. Well, yeah. I know, but the thing is, I want I wanted to kind of establish like the 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 lore of what Lord of the Rings is to see what people thought this show was going to be about. We saw the one ring get destroyed, so this would either be like the creation of a bunch of rings yeah. or something. I think it's going to be about the creation of the rings and how it affects the the states of Middle Earth, and then you end with you you don't have you don't have a super high stakes end of the world plot because we know it's not going to happen. But you lead up to there's a darkness gathering in the east. I wonder who that is, and then you see like an eye of Sauron or something flash on screen briefly, and it's like whoa! Bet you can't guess who that's going to be. Uh, and now yeah. the question becomes is the guy from Shadows of Mordor the human yeah. guy that you play as is he going to be in there Mr Mr Bland white man with long yeah, hair Yeah Mr Bland Mr Italian, Blandman Italian yeah Yeah because in the movies like Sauron has like there's like the the mouth of Sauron and then there's like the mm-hmm. the the face of Sauron or whatever right uh, cuz there's the one guy that like uh the yeah. one deleted scene is the mouth of Sauron and it's like just yeah. that crazy whatever uh yeah and then yeah. the guy that you see uh, later on is so i'm just curious like what, what is Sauron just a dude looking for like an apartment and he's just making rings <laughs> i mean sauron like, took on a human form or an elf form very briefly i think to trick the elf lords into taking the rings it's like analar the gift giver or something so i yeah. think we'll see well, i think we'll see a character who everybody's like hey Thanks for this ring, mysterious figure we don't have any connection to. Yeah. Wait a minute. Why do I smell <laughs> brimstone? <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be obvious. Ages, everything smells like brimstone. <laughs> I think it's going to be obvious, and I think it's going to lack a lot of subtlety, but I think it's going to be probably good enough for a lot of people. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the creation part of what, of what we do on this show. Uh, I've talked long enough about stuff that nobody cares about but me. Uh, now, uh, we want to thank some people uh, that help our, our show become what it is. Uh, obviously, if you want to help us make some weird stuff, you can go check out the the all the junk on Patreon. We do have a Patreon. Um, and we're going to start putting a lot more weird stuff on there. Dylan and I just talked about that earlier. Um, but, uh, 
that's at least some hand-drawn art uh, and, and text uh, descriptions of them. Uh, but yeah, so special thanks to uh, Red Flanagan, uh, Sarah Tkachik, and um, Tonya Shack, our East Coast fans. But uh, like I said, if you want to help us continue to create some weird stuff, go check out our Patreon, which you'll probably see a very weird video on there uh, within the next couple of days um, of uh, Dylan being Jerry Seinfeld. Were you Seinfeld in that in one of those episodes? Uh, one of them, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, now I'm gonna uh, let Dylan I don't know. talk I was about Nick Cage. That was Nick Cage. Oh, Nick Cage. Right. Uh, I'm gonna let Dylan talk about uh, what we're gonna do with this episode and the rest of this episode and, and next couple ones and why Mr. Michael Colby's here. Yeah. So uh, as we do on Twitching Upstream, we take an idea we originally pitched in Talking Upstream. We spend a little bit more time on it. We apply some structure to it. We talk about the craft to turn it into an actual story outside of just being a summary and outline. This week, for this little like upcoming mini-series that we're going to focus on a project, we're doing a story that we kind of originally developed with Michael Colby and his partner Matt Deterior from Jack Billings Presents, a whole bunch of other podcasts. Uh, episode 31 of Talking Upstream, we pitched an idea that Zach called Disappearing Act. The original idea was that uh, a couple of people go to a magic show, the magician disappears that person, and they don't come back. <laughs> or they fail yeah. to bring them back <laughs> or something along those lines. Yeah. I think the original idea, the, the, the magician once like in the middle of the disappearing act trick, uh, the magician has a heart attack and dies and they don't know how to get the partner yes. back. I think that was the original idea. Yeah. Obviously, um, uh, Jack Billings really threw, threw some <laughs> threw some <laughs> threw some wrenches in our gears. Uh, but I think what we came up with was still pretty cool. It ended up yeah. being a like a hell heist. I think we had to go yeah, into hell uh, to get the partner <laughs> back. Um, but yeah, so let, let's work on that. I actually have the idea here right now. Oh, look at that! This is our development cool. document we'll be using for this little series. Uh, this is the original pitch as it appeared in my notes that I took during the episode. So I'm going to read it down. Kind of straight through. I'll probably abbreviate some stuff that feels a little long. <clears throat> so, yeah. disappearing act. We see a magician preparing for his last show. Main character and their partner, and I think that meant romantic partner. It's someone they will miss if they're gone. Uh, get tickets to the magician's final act. They were supposed to go to somebody else, but somehow they came into possession of these tickets for what is advertised as a famous magician's final show. Uh, the magician calls up ticket 45 or some other designated ticket number. And it turns out it's actually the partner's ticket, not the magician's mark. And we get the impression that the magician had planned for this to be someone in the audience. The magician whis whispers something in their ear. I don't know what that was supposed to intend. The partner is vanished <clears throat> and the trick drains the rest of the magician's life force and he drops dead on stage. Or he has a heart attack. We initially think it might be a heart attack or something, but yeah. ultimately, person disappears, magician dies. The partner is sent to hell. And we know that because uh, it's just an endless bureaucracy and it constantly smells like crap. Yep. Um, <clears throat> the main character goes to the magician's bookstore, finds that magician's occult text and their preparatory stuff and all of their notes and wizard nonsense. Uh, at the funeral for the magician, the main character went because they were just kind of curious. They encountered a group of magicians who worked with the one on stage. And then he goes, wait, whose show did you go to? This guy, Alistair the Amazing? Yeah, we call him the hell guy because he his trick is that he finds people who deserve punishment and sends them to hell. Uh, yeah, we're going to get your partner out, don't worry, but it's going to be difficult. Then they have to find the original target and trade them for the partner. You know, equally equivalency, exchange rate of souls and all that. 
Uh, the backstory we had worked out was that Alistair was trying to send the, a cop to hell for getting away with something awful they did. Um, okay. Nothing specific, but, you know, uh, the magician group and the main character go to hell. <clears throat> they have a little heist, you know, get the team together, have your plan. Uh, we intercut with all of this stuff. Turns out hell is an unending bureaucratic nightmare. The partner is constantly filling out punishment paperwork or something along those lines. Uh, and we just kind of cut between the main character diving into hell, kidnapping the cop, getting the cop ready to be swapped to place. Um, yeah. So, and then uh, we didn't really have an ending. I think the episode, uh, I think we went <laughs> off the rails on that episode. No, yeah. that doesn't sound like us. It doesn't sound like you at all. Yeah, we, um, we recorded this episode almost a year ago to the day. Yes, uh, February like, 2021. Yep. 50 weeks ago is when we did this yeah uh, and wow what a year that was um no i i like this story a lot i, th I think that the concept and and so far the skeleton is is very intriguing of this um so i'm really cool to get this going michael what do you think when, when thinking about this uh this concept what do you see this as uh, media wise would you like to see this as like a series like a movie like a comic book I mean, it feels like a movie. It okay. feels like there's not like there's meat on it to give it like a, maybe a, a a mini series, but like to try to stretch it out would be just terrible. <laughs> it yeah. would it, it has it has too much like of a chance to go places that nobody would possibly care about. It feels like it's contained. It should be contained. Cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. with that. Uh Dylan, you you you're into that as well? I agree. Yeah, this right, feels cool. like a one-off. Um like <laughs> I don't disagree. Maybe like a BBC style like three episode thing where like a Sherlock style thing where each episode is like an hour and a half or something. Yeah. But it needs to be and it's a one-off. Yeah. Cool. All right, I'm into that. So we have like a, a, a let's say a feature film, right? We'll we'll try to get it to an hour and a half just to see yeah. what that's like um now are we setting this we're setting this in like today right because we, we kind of hit we kind of hit like a lot of period time so i think we should probably present day present big day. old big old uh marvel style caption at yeah. the front Ooh, big like projected onto the theater as the couple <laughs> is walking up to it yeah Ooh, that would cool. be pretty sweet yeah yeah i like that um so all right now we have a present day we have a we, we have a couple um and I, by that i just mean a yeah. pair of people and uh one is bad is that right and one is good no no uh one of them is the main character and one of them is an unfortunate victim of circumstances so their tickets get swapped with somebody they're sitting right beside them something like that um or somehow I, they I wind think... up with the cops pre-designated number ticket yeah right, i cool. think one of the ideas that we had was that the the cop or whatever figures out what what's actually going to happen and gives them the tickets as they're walking oh, by. Right. Yeah, I think that's cool. I, I like that a lot. Um, so I guess like once our couple gets there, they see uh, some shady people, right? And they see just some other regular magic goers, and <laughs> and uh, one cop just says like one I guess patron goes up to him and says hey if you guys want here's better tickets let's just swap our tickets right 
Yeah, or here's or the just, just tickets as they're done. walking past to like get coffee or whatever. Okay. Here, do you want to go see a magic show? It's free. Oh, okay, cool. So the couple wasn't going to the magic show. They just are awarded these free tickets. I think yeah. that makes what happens to them way worse. Yeah, <laughs> it's more right, tragic. Cool. Yeah, yeah and, it, and, that... it, and it it helps drive the main character to be like, we weren't even supposed to be there. We need to get this fixed. Yeah. Now, do you think this would be a better story if this were, say, like a first date? Because then that person would have to decide, like, do I even want to save that? Like, I don't even know this person. I, I kind of like that idea because it gives the main character, like, it's their, f- it's kind of my fault they got sent to hell. Yeah. Yeah. I, All right. So let's I do that. So guess I need to make this right. That, so these that people... will make it more lighthearted than if it's yes. a couple who are like married or have been dating for a long time. Yeah, I, I think that's a funnier idea to me. So if you guys are cool with that, I'm cool with that. So they're, they're going like maybe they're just walking along like a boardwalk or something eating ice cream. They don't know what to do. Uh, somebody walks up to them and says, hey, do you guys want free tickets to see a magic show? And one of them is like. I would love to go do this. And the other one's like, I don't really like magic. <laughs> the main really character is the one. Yeah, obviously. And yeah. so he pulls the other one into the show, which caused all that because then he has that. I don't know this person. I don't need to save them, but and then, this, this is my fault. And then like the main character is the one who originally gets called up. Yeah. But since the partner wants to do it, they go up instead, which sort of gives them more guilt to actually go and do it. Yep. Oh, I see. Okay. So the, uh, okay. Partner pressures MC into going. Oh, okay. Wait, wait is that what you're saying? That's what I, that's what I'm thinking. Like okay. the partner wants to do it. The main character doesn't, but then since the, main character is the one who's dragged in the partner like the main character originally is the one who gets called up yeah. but then once the partner gets disappeared because they were more excited to be there mm. that will give the main character a reason to go yeah. after him because he's you know or there i don't know who it is i think originally we were we were casting uh what Kristen stewart and uh who was the other one I don't know. <laughs> I'm not uh, sure. What's her face from uh, Fast and the Furious and the first Resident oh, Evil movie? Oh, yes. Uh, Rodriguez? Oh, yeah. Yes. What's her, what's her face, Rodriguez, Michelle, from Lost? Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez. Rodriguez, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm still into that. I think that's great. Yeah, that's so, great. Okay, so the one that doesn't want to go is the one that does not go to hell, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that that's even funnier because then they're like, I didn't even want to do this, yeah. and now I have to do this. They better be cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I, I like that. Um, are we going to? Okay. So then we have the the, the scene where like it's I guess it's a stupid magic show, which is fine. And then they call up number forty five, and then the partner goes instead of the main character mm-hmm. because they like magic more. I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, that's she's like, oh. I don't want to go on stage. I don't want to go on stage. You go on stage and said, you wanted to be here. You, you, this will be great for you. And yeah. they're like, Oh, Oh, okay. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. They're very enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, now do you want to keep that thing where the magician whispers something in their ear? Cause I kind of no. like that. No. Oh, Oh, I mean, because he could. would, he like, it'd be like, 
you're going to hell, you son of a... But I guess he would also know that this is the wrong person now. Where he's like, I'm really sorry, but I don't know how to fix this now. No, I think... I, I don't think Alistair... I don't think the magician recognizes that it's the yeah. wrong person. Otherwise, the magician would not do it. Yeah, and okay, cool. that also gives the person getting sent to hell a chance to, like, do, like, a like a surprise facial expression like i don't know and then you see the partner like recognize yeah that face as well, i kind of I like that i think we should keep that um yeah and, no, and maybe I, I agree maybe we don't know what it is up front but then maybe somebody in like the front row is recording it and we can enhance the sound or something um and, and that could they be have a... to find that person first yeah and so and that'll be like maybe one of the clue i don't know i'm not sure maybe we can touch on that later on it could be alice's um, assistant like Alistair was the magician whispered something to to her before she disappeared. What does he normally do that? Yeah, that would keep Maybe? it more. Yeah, like then we don't have to go, you know, finding a random person yeah. from the audience. Yeah, I mean, I guess either one works. Uh, I I just think that we should come back to that probably in like the the, the beginning of the third act and be like, this might be the only thing that we know. Um, but I guess well, I what we even, should do. I don't even think third act. I think that's like before the end funeral. Of, end of first act. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Because the right. the second act is going to be getting the team together. And the third act is going to be like getting the oh, person out of yeah. hell. Get the team together, baby. All right, cool. I love it. You gotta have well, it. All right, well, let's break that down then. Let's break down the okay. arcs just so we can understand kind of what we're doing with this story. Because I, yeah, I, I guess I had it a little bit different. But I think what you said makes a lot more sense. So first act is the inciting incident and the knowledge that I guess hell exists, uh, magic exists, and we got to get this person back. Yeah. Right? And um, we, I, I, yeah. I think we should start it right away. Like the couple mm -hmm. walking past the thing, like yeah. no screwing around, no, yeah. like, no, like build up to anything. Just. Okay. The couple is walking past the thing. They get handed the tickets. It looks a little bit shady, but free magic tickets. One of them wants to go. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have like just some kind of uh, that a little bit of dialogue somewhere that would elude people to think it's the first date. Uh, maybe they're getting along. Um, but the it's, magic. It's fine, but a little awkward, I think. Well, I think they're getting along until the magic thing. And one's like, Ew, you like magic? <laughs> And then the other one's like, I actually kind of secretly love magic. Yeah. It's like, oh, fine. Because, uh, you know, on a first date, you'll, you'll just go do anything. It doesn't yeah. really matter. It's like, what? Roller skating? Fine. Yeah. Oh, it's not like we're going to see a juggler or something. Yeah. It's like, oh, I hope he juggles, too. I love that. Um, <laughs> all right. So then, so then act, act two is be, building the team. And getting into hell. hell. All right. And then what is act three? Get just get like getting out. Yeah. Getting out. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, you, like, uh, some of the team has to go and find the cop who is supposed to be there. Yeah. So that they can swap them out. And then so I also I also remember um that not going well, and then they just kidnap <laughs> the partner yes. and yeah. leave, which I think is uh, I think is very funny. I think this works well as like uh like a black comedy. Paper. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm into that. Um, now I, I also like the idea of them not getting the original person that was supposed to go, although it's probably, you know, like a piece of shit cop or whatever. Um, but I think that maybe they bring a couple people that are bad with them 
and they're like, is one of these fine? Like, can one of these do? And they go, no, like, no, we, we need this guy. We need this person in hell. Um, okay. So. Well, we, uh, no, I'm, I'm trying to kind of catch my bearings as to where oh, sure. we should get back into. I think that let's try to get what the end of arc one is before the end of this episode, if that's cool. So um, what, what I saw <laughs> just based on our previous one, Main character and partner go to the magic show. The partner mistakenly gets sent to hell and Alistair dies on stage. Yeah. Main character's like, where, where'd she go? I don't like where, um, and then can't get any answers. Just like, I don't, it was a magic show. They don't, you know, they don't actually disappear people at magic shows. Right. So their search is kind of fruitless in a last ditch effort. They want to find Alistair's assistant. And it's like, Oh, there's probably going to be a funeral goes to the funeral. Meets Alistair's assistant, who's upset about something, and also meets this other group of like magicians that Alistair was kind of a part of. And that's where the magicians are like, Oh, you're the mark. Listen, let's yeah. let's let's go to this coffee shop. We'll tell you all about him. And it's like, yeah, Alistair was our hell guy. Um I really like the scene. I really like the, the concept of the scene of like once the magician dies and the partner or whatever is is disappeared um eventually like the audience is going to leave the theater right and because they're like oh it'll end the show for sure <laughs> right like, what do we do <laughs> ticket so, ticket refunds and it's like yeah it's you want a refund it's like i got this right? ticket for free every, like, everyone oh, leaves never mind. and the one person on a date's like well uh, and they like, go up and they, like stomp the stage looking for like a trap door to look in the curtains and they're like well uh, miss where, you can't uh, be on here this is an ongoing like this is an emergency crime scene or something you know yeah and yeah go, that, well, well the the disappearing the person would surely be like the big last trick of the show mm-hmm. right that's what so I'm everybody saying. would just naturally leave anyway well if Alistair just... dies on stage everybody's gonna leave anyway <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. it would be, be awkward because like for like at least three to four minutes people are like is this part of the act? Like there's yeah. nobody on stage anymore. I guess we'll leave. <laughs> and then like the lights come up and everyone's like, Hey guys, sorry. There's some technical difficulties. The, Show's the over. Curtains get, closed. Yeah. And like a st- like, get your stage refunds. manager comes up. And it's like get your, production yeah, get manager. Your Please. Um, thank you for coming. We, um, we will be offering refunds at the ticket booth. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's we're like, also going to have to, we're also going to have to figure out a reason why, Alistair dying right it, like puts a crimp into the problems because like him dying means nothing if he wouldn't have brought her back anyway yeah I so I think if he's just sending well, people he did, to hell him dying means nothing well, because he's, he's the only person that could bring them back yeah I think it's enough for him dying to close the door on having a conversation about you yeah. got the wrong person okay. because this is this is an entry to like a different universe because you're like okay not only does magic exist but my partner has disappeared and I can't talk to the only person that knows anything about this yeah, yeah. so I think that's so, a really good push into like I guess I'll start reading some occult books. What do I do? You know, and it's like some person that does not want to really doesn't want to do this journey is now like deep into it. Yeah. (laughs) So So the the team like can maybe like maybe knows parts of it. But Alistair was the only one who totally knew the ins and outs of. Yeah. So I guess in and out of hell, (laughs) which is the craziest thing I've ever listened. Teleportation. Like we can do it as a coven. 
We can do it yeah. together. It's going to take a lot of work. Alistair was a specialist. That guy knew yeah. what the fuck he was doing. It's like, look, you can teleport anywhere you've been before. Alistair was the only one that's been to hell, so we <laughs> yeah. can't get there. All of um, that guy's other tricks are shit because oh, yeah. the, the teleportation was the only thing that he knew how to do because he was <laughs> like, so other, like, I think we do show a little bit of the magic show yeah. itself yeah. with like, yeah. A, a wand turning into a bouquet of flowers and yeah. like awkwardly pulling a rabbit out of a hat. And then he does like the most amazing, like disappear someone before everyone's eyes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. He like disappears something kind of big and he's like, now for my final act, I'm going to disappear an actual person. And he's like, uh, yeah, number 45, whatever. Um, I, I, yeah, I think all that's great. Um, so we're, we start, this movie off with the 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 dating couple going to the magic thing so we have a half an hour here right so the first like five minutes is them getting in sitting down understanding they're at a magic show mm -hmm. and then you figure like what the next like five minutes is um the, the final act setting up the next five minutes is uh the the realization that uh the person is gone and the show's over, right? That's the first 15 minutes. You want you want the inciting incident to take place around the 10 minute mark. So I think they okay. get dis the partner gets disappeared at 10 minutes. Okay, cool. All right. So disappear at 10 minutes. Yep. And then what's the next, say, 20 minutes of this first act? Uh we have the main character hunt down, like, you know, kind of reach out and have some weirdness about like, did they ghost me? Yeah. Was this all a yeah. setup because they had a bad date and they know the magician? Was this entire yeah. thing a setup to get out of a bad date? Yeah. So there's oh, a lot good deal. And, like yeah. and then you have, and then you have something, something happens where they're like, no, maybe like the person's friend. Cause you know, you, you always tell go on a first date, you tell a friend like, Hey, I'm going on a date with this person. We're going to these locations. If something yeah. happens. And then that person contacts the main character is like, Hey, what happened to so-and-so? I haven't seen her in a day. Like, it's been yeah. 24 hours. And it's like, what do you mean? She got disappeared. What the fuck are you talking about? We went to a magic show and she got disappeared. Oh, okay, yeah. genius. What did you do to her? Yeah. And that way we have the ticking clock of, like, they think this character did something sinister. Mm. So that you have a time to get them out of cool. hell. So that way it starts, like, I guess I got to hunt down Alistair the Amazing. His funeral... <laughs> I guess his, fun his funeral's happening at yeah. Layman and Son's funeral home or something. Uh, and there's a and bunch of just, like, weird shadow magicians in the yep. back. And you're like, I'm glad that motherfucker's dead. I'm so Do glad you, he's and, dead. And they're, they're debating as to whether it's like, is he tricking us? Is this a All right, so who do you think is going to be part of this team? So I would assume that the team's going to be uh, main character. Uh, we have possibly friend of partner. We have. Oh, possibly... I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't put that person on the team. That person is actively like we cut back to them every once in a mm -hmm. while, like talking to the cops or oh, okay. like talking to the partner's they're, family. They're not informed. Like yeah. Oh, so uh, oh, what if they actually go to like the police department and they're like, "Hey, my friend's missing. <laughs> they went to a magic show, but it's the bad cop who gets it." And he's oh, like, oh, yeah. "Yeah, he's like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna file a report. I like this. Okay, cool. All right, so." So our team up is going to be main character. Now they're probably going to have like a magician friend. They're going to meet at Alistair's funeral, right? That they somehow forced to go with them. Um, I would assume I think, that I don't think they forced have... it. Huh? Who who do, who do they force to go? I mean, look, this person's not going to want to help them out. Why would they? 
Wait, which well, person? Say, who like say that the main character when going to the funeral meets another magician. Any mm-hmm. magician that might know what Alistair's up to. Mm-hmm. Unless we can find a reason for that person to want to go against Alistair, main character needs to force that person to help them open a portal into hell or whatever. Oh, I think I think the per- main character goes to the funeral, sees a whole bunch of people who are clearly magicians standing at the back of the graveyard or whatever. Mm-hmm. They approach and they're like, hey, are you magicians? And they're kind of like... <laughs> Yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> uh, and then it's like, well, just before Alistair, just before Alistair the Amazing died on the stage, the the person I was on a date with was his volunteer from the audience, and she's gone, and I can't find her. And the magicians are good people. Ooh. I think we make them we make them collaborators. We're yeah. like, so are, they're so like, the magici- wait a minute, oh shit, Alistair got the wrong person. Well, maybe maybe at first they're like, well, what'd they do? Because he only gets rid of real pieces of shit. I also like I don't know this person. <laughs> I also like a panning shot over the um funeral. Yeah. That's like regular funeral goers, and then it gets <laughs> to the back and it's like cloaks and capes yep. and yeah. top hats and, and they're not nerdy at all. mustaches and yeah, but they're like they're like greaser bullies, like they're flicking yeah. cigarettes and they go, <laughs> Yeah, you f- fucking magic, whatever. And like they flick a cigarette long, and you go, Hey, don't the don't. cigarettes with like the long plastic handles. <laughs> yeah. And they go, Hey, don't litter, and they go, I didn't. And you look over and it's like a flower on the ground. <laughs> 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 but ultimately they're like, Oh, Alistair got they're, they're like, Oh, that he pulled the perfect final trick and and it's like she didn't do anything we were given those tickets for free by someone outside the show and they're like he got the wrong guy listen Mm. kid we're gonna help you get your girlfriend out of here and she's like we're not she's not my girlfriend i don't think a date was going well it's like we don't need to know that yeah we're gonna get her do you not want her back or not (laughs) yeah do you want her back or not like i i guess her friends are looking for i also i also like the main character having to learn something like there's one thing that these magicians don't know oh yeah so she has to like go to the occult bookstore and you know study yeah. up on yeah like they're they're not allowed in certain places anymore yeah so she has to be like or, their, yeah their or something person. like that we we got to give her something to do that's magical that she doesn't know how to do yeah. Also, she's the only one who knows who this person is. They go, "What's her name?" They go, "I think her, Gen- Jennifer." I don't know what her last name was. We just met. And they go, well, "How do we find her in hell?" It's like, "Well, I don't know." You all right? Fine. You have to go then too. That's how she. Yeah. I mean, she's the only one who knows yeah. who yeah. this person is. All right, cool. So, all right. So, what we're going to get done with the next couple episodes is we're going to finalize who this team is. We're going to get together, you know, Act Two and Act Three. Uh, put together some cool scenes some cool plot points uh and really just dive into some characters so hopefully we can get michael colby to hang out with us the next couple tuesdays um but like always if you have any suggestions or think the story uh should go a different way or you think it's really cool leave in the notes we would love to hear what you think uh you can always uh send us an email uh some nobody's media gmail you can always text dylan anything that you want to say uh because he loves uh receiving (laughs) Oh, thanks, producers, for putting that up. I appreciate it. I tell you, I don't know why they do that. You you can literally text Dylan all times of the day. Uh, I do it all the time. Yeah, and if you want Dylan's uh, phone number, just email me over at somenobodiesmedia (laughs) at gmail.com, and I will gladly give you Dylan's phone. We'll give it out. Um, 
So yeah, please go check out Michael Colby and all of his cool shows. Uh, I'll let him talk about them because I don't want to make it seem like I'm making a joke about them because they are great. So Mr. Colby, tell people who listen to this where they can find you. Um, you can find my shows. I have uh, less shows now than I used to, but uh, I, I got I Love This Terrible Game, which is a video game show where we talk about video games. Um, there is uh, Generation Clash with my kid. Uh, we're talking um about uh who's this week cardi b is this week and then our next episode is going to be voltaire uh the goth uh violin Mm -hmm. funny man um and then you can find me over at jack billings presents haunted apartment complex uh where next tuesday we have an episode starring one Mr. Zach Wiseman, which is honestly one of the funniest episodes when I got done. Like usually when I get done editing the episodes, I'm like, there it is. Put it up. I listened to this one twice since then. It's so good. Cool. Looking forward. Yeah, to I, it. I, I tried hard. I, I did. I tried very hard on this one. <laughs> very good. Zach Wiseman stars as uh, Adam Lynch, the ghost of the Reading, Ohio butt stabber. Yep. Who went on a on a crime spree, stabbing butts through the town. Of that's that's about right for Southeast Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, not much to not do or off. stab really. Uh. But yeah, thank you, thank you very much, Mr. Colby, uh, for hanging out with us. Uh, obviously, if you want to see uh, the, the the precipice of, of this episode, you can check it out in the show notes, which I will uh, correct. Uh, if you're watching this live, the show note is incorrect. Uh, but yeah, you can go check that out over our channel. Uh, oh, but I also, uh, we were talking about, I forget when, but we were talking about that game show that we were on. Yeah. Um, it, it's a show called Super Fancom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, and the episode is called This Is Going to Go Well, I think. <laughs> it did not go well for that poor guy. No, but yeah. it's a good episode. But I just re listened to it and it is hilarious. <laughs> so yeah. go listen to Super Fan Com. I yeah, don't think really. he puts the episode numbers up, but the episode is called This Will Go Well, I think. <laughs> yeah, that guy was very excited when he reached out to us the first time. And then yeah. afterwards, I was like, <laughs> I hey, heard. I heard that was cool. And he texted <laughs> back, heard from him since. oof. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you can check out uh, everything that Mike Colby just said. You can also see him uh, randomly on things that we do that Dylan writes. Uh, his voice will pop up in season two of Silicon Angels. Um, uh, but honestly whatever just oh right um, i'm i'm also doing to Pond's theater on subspace which is a star trek comedy show oh and right. a show called uh starship oh forget it i Loopers. can't remember the name of it well but i well, play okay. an old but i play an old man who escaped from a uh from an old folks home and is is tagging along with his son who is the captain of a starship cool that's cool <laughs> uh yeah go check out all that uh check out anything that we do and uh just know that i appreciate my best friend dylan terry uh thank you to uh people that support our show mr red flanagan uh sarah takachik todd Shek, our east coast friends uh you can check out uh jeff dwaskin at his stupid show on wednesdays uh live from detroit <laughs> uh you can also check out that <laughs> That, that old man scott curtis uh at uh behind the bits and whatever else he's doing uh but more importantly thank you for uh, very much for just paying any attention to us we like being listened to we like being looked at and uh yeah we just want to make stuff so help us out um 
Dylan, do you got anything to say? Any any words of wisdom? Nah. Get word. All right. I have been Zach. He has been Dylan. And you have been great. Have a great night. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.